All right, Josh actually uh, cheated. He practiced that beforehand. <laughs> he did a great job of going through those names. The idea was is that this, uh, it's kind of funny, you know, today we're going to be talking about speaking in tongues, and most times when people read that passage, they stumble through those tough names, you know, like the Phrygia and Pamphylia, and Josh nailed them all. So he did a great job. But that's what today is, and we've talked about that, Pentecost. And so I just had a simple question for this morning. What is Pentecost? And so I wanted to kind of just walk through that. I have three statements here in a little bit that we're going to go through that kind of defines what Pentecost is all about. So something to know about the word Pentecost is it looks like Pentagon, and the Pentagon has how many sides? So Pentecost is simply the Greek word for 50. So that's what Pentecost means is the number 50. And so what's going on here in Acts chapter 2? It's very fascinating what's going on here. Back, way back in Leviticus 23, when God is detailing all the feasts that, and festivals that he wants his people to observe each and every year to remind them of who has given them all that they have, who has been with them all the times. And one of those feasts is called the Feast of Weeks. And I think I have a picture on the screen. Yep, there it is. And so it's also called, so today is also called the Feast of Weeks. Why weeks? Because it is seven full weeks and one day, 50 days after the picking of the first harvest, the first fruits. So we'll talk about that here in a second. So this is, uh, yeah, the first fruits of the harvest, 50 days after that. So what we got here with these feasts and festivals that the Jews were supposed to celebrate every single year is yet another example of the one narrative of events, how the Bible is all connected. God has stuck with the same game plan from the beginning till now. Because guess what was 50 days ago? Easter Sunday was 50 days ago. That was the feast of the first fruits. Jesus rising from the dead is the first fruit, so to speak. And because Jesus rose from the dead, we also will rise from the dead when that day comes. When the last day comes, when Jesus comes back, we will rise also. And so last week, we celebrated Ascension, which is 40 days after Easter. Ascension was actually on Thursday, the Thursday before Sunday. And so Jesus said in that passage that we read last week, 10 days from now, you're going to be getting some help. And this is the 10th day, the 50th day. And this is just what I love about the Bible, this whole one concept. Because one of the feasts that they had to celebrate was the Feast of Passover. And we're the most familiar with the Feast of Passover, right? Remember, they had to get a lamb that was one year old. It had to be without blemish. It had to be perfect. And guess when that Passover day happened? It happened on Good Friday. And that just happened to be the, the day that the Lamb of God was sacrificed, shed his blood on the cross for us. Because you see, all along from the beginning, sin is such a big deal to God. He hates it. He loathes it. I can't express that enough. He despises it, and he has to punish it. 
And from the beginning, there's always had to be a life taken and blood shed to cover up sin. Which is why God gave them that sacrificial system where they were killing animals and birds. It was showing God's mercy because he wasn't killing his people. But it's always been the same. There has to be a life and there has to be a blood. And that's what makes what happened on that first Good Friday so amazing. That Jesus is the one, the sacrificial lamb. And it's no accident that it happened on Passover. 40 days later, the ascension. 50 days later, Pentecost, which happens on the Feast of Weeks. Again, not an accident. And it all ties together. And so that's why there's so many people in Jerusalem at this time. There's people from all over, all those countries that Josh so beautifully read. There's Jews in all these countries because over the centuries, Remember, the Israel had been conquered by other nations, and Jews had kind of been dispersed all over the place. So there's Jews all over, not just Israel right now. And so they still, a good devout Jew, will still come back to Jerusalem to celebrate these feasts. So that's why there's so many people in Jerusalem on this day, the day of Pentecost. So just remember, Pentecost is not a new thing here in the New Testament. This is a day they've been celebrating since Leviticus and way back in the desert. And so now let's get to the first statement to answer what is Pentecost. Pentecost is about how Jesus keeps his promises. Ten days ago, he told his disciples that power and help is on, on the way. Right before he ascended back into heaven, he told them help is on the way. That they are not on their own. It's not up to them and their abilities to go out and to teach and to preach the Holy Spirit is coming and this is an example of Jesus keeping his promise you see God always keeps his promises something we try just can't do always but all these promises are always kept and so the apostles those apostles and first Christian believers there in Jerusalem had a spark lit, so to speak, in the form of flames on their heads. And this spark was going to start a huge wildfire, which we'll see here in a second. I have a map up here just to give you an idea. So all those arrows are pointing to Jerusalem. And all those countries that were in the reading here in Acts 2, that's where they all were. So there's Jews from all these places that are in Jerusalem at this time. And so what happens when that loud sound, that wind comes in and the flames of fire appear on their heads, they start speaking in other languages. And these Jews from all these other countries started hearing these Galilean fishermen speaking their language. And so what do you think they're going to do when they go back to their country? They're going to share what they heard about Jesus. How he lived on earth, led a perfect life on our behalf. How he took all of our sins to the cross and died for him, and then three days later rose. They're going to go back to all those countries and share what they had just heard. 
You know, it's exactly like Jesus said to his followers in the reading that we read last week where he said, I want you guys to go witness in Jerusalem and then go to Judea and Samaria and then to the ends of the earth. See, it all started in Jerusalem that day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. And so they were on fire, so to speak. In fact, they were so on fire to spread this good news about Jesus. And I mentioned this last week also. They were willing to die horrible deaths. Because they wouldn't stop spreading the good news of the gospel. Peter was crucified upside down. One of the disciples had his skin flayed off. Others were speared. Others had other horrible deaths because they would not stop preaching the gospel. That's how on fire they were. Let's go to the second statement here about Pentecost, which is another obvious one here. Pentecost is about spreading the gospel, which now is being made clear to the disciples and believers in Jerusalem there that it's for all people of all nations. And this is important because the, the children of Israel had known that the Savior would be coming, a Messiah would be coming to save them. But even in the Old Testament, it would say that this Savior wasn't just for them, it was for all people and all nations. But they thought it was just for them. But once again, God is making it clear here on this day of Pentecost that this gospel, this good news, what Jesus did is for everybody. No matter who you are, no matter what language you speak, no matter what color your skin is, no matter what tribe you're from, no matter what nation you're from, etc., 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 it doesn't matter. It's for everybody. And that's the amazing thing about this day of Pentecost. You see, the Feast of Weeks, weeks what they were supposed to do is celebrate the first harvest. That's the point. And this was one of the feasts where they had the pilgrimage to Jerusalem. So they would go, and what God wanted, that, why he wanted them to do that was so that they wouldn't forget who was the one providing this harvest for them. And so now on this Feast of Weeks day, Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was going to start a new harvest. You see the amazing connections here that the Bible continues to make for us, just showing us how the Bible is one. It's just so amazing to me every time I see these things. And that's why these believers were speaking in different languages. So that the gospel could be spread to these other countries. And this commission to the disciples, who are now apostles, apostles simply means sent ones. Jesus has sent them out now, and they're apostles. This isn't just for the apostles, this is for each and every one of us here today. It's for us as well, this gift, this ho the Holy Spirit is for us. You know, speaking of the gospel, this is what it's all about. What Jesus did for us. We can't say it enough. Jesus died on the cross for each and every one of us because he loved us that much so that we could be in heaven. You see, if it was left up to us, we'd be screwed. Right? 
Because I don't know about you, but I screw up pretty much every day. I, I am not sinless. You may be surprised by that. But every day, God demands perfection. We can't do it. That's why he sent his son Jesus. That's what the gospel is all about. Without the gospel, without what Jesus did, our faith is meaningless. But it isn't meaningless because of what Jesus did. Have you ever just had some news that you couldn't wait to share? Has anybody ever had that? Like maybe a, a pregnancy you couldn't wait to tell people, or you got engaged, or you get to go to a Packer game in Lambeau Field. Yeah, we've all had that. There's all kinds of things that, you know, we've been on. We just can't wait to share it. This is what the gospel should be. This is what the good news should be for each and every one of us today. Because we are to share the good news. We are to share this gospel to people. This isn't just something that happened 2,000 years ago. We have this Holy Spirit that's lighting a fire inside of us as well. Giving us the ability to, to spread the good news to those around us in our daily lives you don't have to be a pastor you don't have to be a teacher in a lutheran school you don't have to be a church worker of any sort it doesn't matter who you are we can all share the good news and like i've said before we live in a world that could use some good news because all you have to do is watch the news to realize that there's no good news there So let me ask you this question, something for you to think about this, this day of Pentecost. Do you have a relative, a friend, a co-worker who knows nothing about Jesus and could use some good news? Even here in Fort Wayne, there's people who have never, don't know anything about Jesus, don't understand it. Or maybe you know somebody who used to be a practicing Christian and has left the faith, so to speak, and could use hearing that good news again. You see, it's not up to us to convert people. That's the Holy Spirit's job, but it is on us to go and share this good news and use words when necessary, by the way. Third statement here about Pentecost. Pentecost is about the Holy Spirit who through baptism and the word unites us all into one body. You see, the Holy Spirit comes and comes to us in the waters of baptism. He also comes to people through the hearing of the word, the gospel. And he unites us all into one body. And that is a message that our world could definitely hear. We are not supposed to be divided like this we are one body it doesn't matter who we are the good news is for everybody the last verse that was in this passage read today it was peter's sermon peter gave his first sermon here starts out by saying you know these people aren't drunk i thought that was kind of funny that's how he started his sermon but they're just doing what the Holy Spirit enabled them to do. And he gets to the end, and he quotes Joel, by the way, another example of connecting the Bible all together. Joel prophesied about this exact day. 
when the Spirit would come. And at the end of that, he said this, And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You notice it says everyone. It doesn't say specific parameters of who you can be. It's everyone who calls on the name. I want to go to Paul wrote something in Romans. I, I think I have, yep, I do have it up on the screen here. In Romans 10, Paul says something very similar. He says, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And then he says this. This is something to ponder to this day of Pentecost. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? He's talking about people who haven't heard the gospel. And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching to them? You see, how will they know? How will people know? The Holy Spirit uses each and every one of you in your daily walk, whatever it is, whatever job you have, he's using you. Whether you're retired or working full-time, doesn't matter. He uses you. You see, the first Pentecost in Acts 2 here was the beginning. Pentecost 2022 is just the continuation of that day. And my prayer is for all of us, myself included, is that we can have that same fire and urgency that those first believers had where they literally were so on fire that they couldn't stop sharing the good news. The good news that Jesus Christ is the Lamb of God who came into the world and climbed to that cross was nailed to that cross and shed his blood on that cross and gave his life for us so that you and I, when we leave this earth, will get to see the Lamb of God face to face. And we don't have to spread this good news, but we get to spread this news to everyone. From Cappadocia to Fort Wayne and New Haven. From Rome to Leo and Harlan. And to all the ends of the earth. And it's in his name. Amen.